show on UDTFM. Here's Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football with your host, Jake Trowbridge and Dustin Lunt. Hey, welcome back to DTFF, everyone. Happy Tuesday evening if you're joining us live. We have a wonderful episode up for you tonight. Final mock draft of the season. Getting ready for the redraft season here. Uh, I know that I'm going to treat this as my personal uh, tune-up here for our home league draft, which has not happened yet. Uh, we've got that, what, next weekend on Monday, Labor up, Day? It's on Labor Day. The yep. what is, What's that, the ninth? We, we got ourselves uh, a tight two weeks to plan yeah. for here almost. So yeah. this is still going to be very useful for mm-hmm. us. I know I'm going to need it. Uh, I believe you're going to need it, too. So hopefully we can get the dirty work done here. Oh, tonight. how dare you? Um, no, I, I will need it. That is true. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> can't rely on my good looks in the draft. Did you freeze there, or are you just totally just pretending? Nope, well, lost Jake. Wah, wah. I'm sure he was going to say something witty and funny about my looks, but no, I will not let him uh, do that. His internet is crapping out again. Uh, but yeah, we have got a, a good episode here um, doing a mock draft, which we will get to uh, pretty quickly. Uh, oh, there, I lost them altogether. Um, but yeah, let's get into the drunk trade here. I will take care of that while Jake is trying to get back in the stream here. Uh, we'll start talking about it and then we'll have him, uh, jump in if he has something to add. Drunk, 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 I'm back, baby, just in time for the drug trade. Perfect. That way, don't worry about it. Uh, this one comes from Reddit <laughs> user Roldy Carp, who says, while sober, I had a conversation with a league mate about players he was interested in moving and who he liked on my team. Last sober message was his Travis Etienne for my Rashad White and the 205, which I said, absolutely. Then went to the bar and had a few. Check my phone to a new offer of his Travis Etienne, AJ Brown, and Cooper Cup for my Garrett Wilson, my Rashad White, Khalil Shakir, 205, and the 2025 stack. It's a lot. Had to read it like five times to be sure, just like I did just now, by the way. But smashed, accept, and have yet to regret it. Dustin, is this one that you would regret at all? So we've got ETN, AJ Brown, and Cooper Cup on one side, Garrett Wilson, Rashad White, Khalil Shakir, and a couple of seconds on the other. What do you think? Give me the ETN, Brown, and Cup side all day long here. Uh, You're getting by far the better pieces in the deal, which is what you always want. The seconds, okay, whatever. They're seconds. They could be anything. Khalil Shakir. Yeah, he flashed a little bit, but eh. White, I'm not personally not a big white fan. Um, I know some people are, and if you are, that's great. Uh, I just personally don't have super high hopes for him. Garrett Wilson, stud, love him. Uh, that That's the real um, cherry for that side of the equation. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you're getting two top 12 wide receivers, possibly two top five wide receivers, plus a running back that is expected to be in the top 12 this year as well. So, I mean, yeah, you made out like a fucking bandit on that. Good job, Roldy Carp. <laughs> yeah, this is a big one. At worst, it matters your you know personal evaluations on A.J. Brown versus Garrett Wilson, but mm-hmm. I think it's not outrageous to say that, for the most part, they'll balance each other out. Correct. Right? Yeah. Even if you favor one just a little bit more over the other, maybe you like the youth of Garrett Wilson a little bit more. Like, they're basically going to balance each other out for these purposes. So, is Travis Etienne and Cooper Cup worth a couple of second-round picks and Rashad White? Sorry, no offense, Khalil Shakir, but in the grand scheme of this trade, it's just not a a moving piece for me. And I think that Cup and Etienne are absolutely worth that. 
Mm -hmm. uh, hands down. So yeah, hands I down. think that this is a smash as they mm -hmm. so accurately put that one. Um, it's kind of nice too. You know, the, the, the initial trade, the sober trade was fine. I would have still taken that one, just Travis Etienne for Rashad White in the 205. I would have taken Etienne there too. But now you go out, you have some drinks and you get an even better trade <laughs> thrown your way. That's going to make me want to go out for drinks even more just to see if I can replicate that success. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. No, I love it. So, uh, as I said, great job there, Roldy Carp. Love that Roldy trade. Roldy Carp. Arguably one of the better names we've gotten from Reddit recently as well. Arguably. Arguably. All right. Jake, since I, I skipped it on the intro, since you're having problems, uh, but what are you drinking this week? Let's quickly do that before we hit our draft. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get right into the mock drafting of it all. But before we do that, I'm drinking Great Lakes Kicker Round. I don't know. It's like a tart. It's not a sour. It technically says it's just a tart. That's what it calls itself. I don't know what that means. Is it a tart ale? Maybe. It kind of tastes like a sour, but it's got passion fruit. It's got some guava in there. A nice summer drinker. What are nice. you doing? Uh, back on the Modelo train, as always. It's what I have left over from the expo. Still working on that. And I just read an article in our local news that has surpassed Bud Light in sales. Uh, so wow. people, I was on the bandwagon way before others were. So there you have it. Before it was cool. Confirmed. You're the reason it's cool, man. Confirmed. I have great taste in beer. <laughs> you know what? We have great, great taste in, uh, in viewers as well. Joey Wright yeah. saying there is nothing sour about these two buttes. I'm going to suppose he's talking about us there. I wouldn't, I would have supposed so. Yes. Yeah. Well, Thanks we'll take, Joey. We'll take a compliment as well as any Wisconsinites can Joey. Thank mm -hmm. you for that. <laughs> uh, I did see Joey is hanging out by the way, ready and waiting for the mock draft. He mm -hmm. along with a, a whole Motley crew is in there. We've got a couple of open spots. Um, but I say for the good of the podcast, we just go ahead and, and hop in and, and get this thing kicked off. So let me mm -hmm. bear the old screen Rooney here. Dustin, you want to give the uh, the layout of what this is going to be? What kind of mock draft this is? Yeah, so this is just your traditional 12-team PPR draft. Snake draft, nothing special, no tight end premium, nothing like that. Basically, what your standard home league is going to be uh, facing uh, if you have not drafted yet, which is we have not. Uh, we're doing 12, 12 rounds, 12 teams, 60 seconds per pick. Wanted to go pretty quickly here. And yeah, Jake, so do you want to give us a shuffle for the draft I order and sure then uh, get underway? Let's do this. All right, let's do oh. it. Once, twice. No, you got to do the double. You got to do the double That's, tap, okay. man. That's fine. Always got to do the double tap. So let's see. We have got uh, the two and three are going to be empty and the 12 is going to be empty. You're at the 11. I'm at the eight. How do you feel about that? Uh, I was hoping to be early in the draft because uh, that's where I'm drafting in our home league. But um, I don't mind the end of the draft either. I actually prefer drafting towards the end of the, the round. Well, good. then. This is going to work out real nice for you. By the <laughs> way, I already have some trash talk going in. In the uh, the chat here, friend of the show saying I'm a snipe you, Joey. Obviously, friend of the show is in this mock draft as well. So without any further ado, I'm going to kick this thing off for us. This cannot be undone once you click the button. Thank you, Sleeper, for that. Why would I want to undo such a beautiful thing anyways? Mm -hmm. All right. So we have our 101 on the board. Joey saying that's not nice. I'm guessing he's talking to friend of the show about the snipe job that's happening mm -hmm. there. Uh, now, Joey being in the four spot is a little bit in a, a position of power here still potentially. So that's right. Um, I don't know that they were ready for the randomizing. So before I mean, before our picks, is there anything that you're looking to do? Like, do you have a strategy coming into this, Dustin? Uh, typically, my strategy is to try to hit uh, an anchor RB. I, I like I like getting one stud RB. Uh, early in the drafts, if I can get two and then not have to worry about the position, uh, I'd willing to do that. I know RB is such a fickle position where um, injuries can happen pretty quickly, and and you know it's one of the most oft injured positions. But um, if if it works out for you, uh, it, it's I find it it's a great strategy. 
Yeah, I I go back and forth. I think it really depends on where you are in your draft. If, if mm-hmm. I'm at the start of the draft, like if I have the 101, um, we didn't talk about it, but somebody taking Bijan Robinson, the rookie sensation at mm-hmm. the 101. Woo, woo. That's the first time I've seen that in a redraft format so far. But the idea of taking a running back there, whichever your favorite running back is, I think mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense because by the time it gets back to you at the turn of the second and third rounds, that's where I find like there's some question marks at running backs where I pr- yep. I'll probably want to be doubling up on wide receiver there as opposed to where you and I are in the draft. I- I'm not really beholden to to getting any running back super early. So um, we're going to see a lot of different strategies here, I am sure. Uh, yep. I went ahead by the time I was on the clock at the 108. We had Bijan Robinson, number one, then Justin Jefferson, CMC, Jamar Chase, Austin yeah. Eckler, Cooper Cup, and Travis Kelsey, just barely, barely out of my reach, taking one pick mm-hmm. before me. I would have loved to have I, said I, I was going to ask if that was going to be your strategy if he was there. I mean, I, I don't hate it there at the 1-7 at all. Yeah, I think you can take Travis Kelsey as early as the 104 this year and feel good about it. I wouldn't take him above, personally, CMC, Justin Jefferson, or Jamar Chase. But after that, I'd say it's it's fair game. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I was definitely ready to take Travis Kelsey there. I got, I think, a, a pretty respectable prize in Tyreek Hill instead. I was kind of wavering between uh, him and Stephon Diggs, who went next, by the way. And then A.J. Brown went, and then you were on the clock. What did you do? Uh, I... I did what I said I was going to do. I took a running back. I got Saquon, which I love, especially this year. He's working on that that one-year contract. Uh, so I think he's going to have something to prove, and he is going to ball out this year. So I am really stoked that I was able to land him. Yeah, you should feel very good about getting him there. Now, the question for you, uh, as we, we went off for the 12 spot, doubled up with Patrick Mahomes, first quarterback, off the board, mm-hmm. and then Devontae Adams. You're in a position now, cool. You're going to have to explain this pick a lot because there's been some news, some happenings with this man. Talk about the next pick. I know. I, t- I took uh, Jay Taylor, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, shout out to Wisconsin. I, You know what? I, I, I'm here to win. And, and if I can get two stud running backs, I will take that chance. Um, he's going to end up getting traded. Let's, let's be clear on that. And... Uh, and, and I'm and I'm okay trying to, to sidestep this landmine here. I think it's going to work out okay in the end, whether he ends up playing with Indianapolis or he gets traded. Um, he's going to be playing. It's going to be fine, uh, and I'm not too worried about it. Oh <sighs> yeah, that's that's it's interesting because how how many great landing spots are there for him? I don't know. Maybe two, like two really great ones. But if you believe that he's yeah. going to run into issues all year and Indianapolis, then it's mm-hmm. by default going to be a better thing. So, mm-hmm. so Jake, while you're on the clock, you're trying to make your next pick. A uh, couple of wide receivers went. We had C.D. Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown. Love both those picks. Um, I was I was uh, considering both of them. Um, Jake, are you going to pick here? You're almost out of time. Oh, my Lord. You have Hiding. Don't, don't rush me. Don't rush me. This was a, <laughs> a terrible decision. Terrible choice. I What's already that? regret my pick. What, why do you hate this pick? Okay, so I end up taking Nick Chubb. I felt almost self-bullied into taking Nick Chubb here because, A, I don't have him hardly anywhere in best ball, in any redrafts, and dynasties, so I just felt like I had to. But also, there was just this question of, like, I wanted to live my credo of waiting to take a running back until, like, rounds five through nine because there's so mm-hmm. many good running backs there based on volume alone. I kind of wanted to do that. That said, Amon Ross St. Brown going right ahead of me once again put me in a spot where I didn't feel like any of the wide receivers were slam dunks for me. So I ended up pivoting towards Nick Chubb. This is full PPR, so hopefully he is getting the passing down work there as well in Cleveland. Yeah. And then after your pick, we had Derrick Henry, Garrett Wilson, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, uh, Jalen Waddell, Josh Allen, and Chris Olave to end the round. Any surprises? in that second half of the round there, Jake? Uh, Joey went ahead and, and actually took the running back that I was debating between Nick Chubb with, which is why it took me so long to smash that pick, uh, Josh Jacobs. 
and I was there was a stupid part of me <laughs> that thought maybe with the news it came out that Josh Jacobs is apparently going to be there on the field for week one. But then there was some contention. Apparently, he said, I didn't say that. So I thought maybe the uh, the ambiguity would let him fall even further. That was foolish, I realize now. Uh, but it's not a surprise necessarily. I do think with the auto pick at number two taking Josh Allen, both of the quarterbacks mm-hmm. going off so far were with the auto picks. Correct. So I'm not surprised there. No. And you know what, though? Let's be honest. This is probably something you're going to see in your redraft league. Uh, there's always yep. those surprise teams that want to continue to draft quarterbacks early. Uh, I, I know in our home league, uh, we're typically seeing a couple quarterbacks still go in the first round. So uh, kind of nice to see that just because uh, it mimics our home league a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it is great preparation for us, I think. And it's not an anomaly. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think the auto drafters did that because of ADP. ADP is Correct. based off of drafting information. So that's going to happen. I think sometimes no. everybody thinks everybody's going to go late round quarterback like I do, like J.J. Zacharyson does. Not everybody's going to do that. Mm-hmm. True story. Jake, you're back on the clock, and what are you thinking? Well, this is why I didn't like <laughs> taking the running back earlier, because there's a couple of guys here that I wouldn't necessarily hate taking. But with Chubb being locked up, I, I feel like I want to I wanna really pivot. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live my truth here. I'm going to take my drinking buddy, Keenan Allen, before anybody even has the opportunity to take him from me, yourself included. I would have taken him with this next pick. Uh, (laughs) I I, I was absolutely eyeing him up, and I was hoping he'd get past you because I didn't think he would get drafted in between the picks there, between you and me. Uh, That's okay. That is okay. I'm I'm not tilting. He's mine. He's mine. And I would have been so bummed, and I knew... I knew you had two picks in between me and the next opportunity. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance in other drafts that he falls to that spot in the fourth round? Probably. There's Probably. a chance of it, but I ain't going to risk it for somebody that I'm really, really interested in there. Uh, right after me, Najee Harris and Jameer Gibbs go. Not in terms of ADP, the highest running backs that are up there, but I do think that it makes some sense. We'll talk about the highest uh, running back currently on the board once he's drafted. Don't want to give too much information to our fellow mock drafters here. All right, now he's off the board. So you took Calvin Ridley. I do mm-hmm. like that pick. But then Ramondre Stevenson. This is the guy who I think is going to start falling even further. So getting him at the end of the third round, I think for right now, based on his ADP, makes sense. But Zeke, the news of Zeke being there is still somewhat fresh for this to be like fully in the picture. So I think come our draft time in a couple of weeks, Ramondre Stevenson could be slipping towards the end of the fourth round. Do you think he'll uh, he'll fall that far? Uh, I do. I think, yeah, ADP is still a little early. Um, news is still fresh, especially uh, the news about Zeke already getting more carries in practice and whatnot. It's, you know, I I, I do. I think he's going to end up falling. Uh, at some point, he's going to become a value, though. Um, yep. So don't let him fall too far, because uh, I still think he's, he's still going to have a very solid season, but yeah, he's definitely uh, the shine is off, off, off of him for sure. Agreed, agreed. Uh, I'm really pissed at you for your follow up. <laughs> By the way, I don't know if that was spiteful. Uh, I'm guessing it was spiteful because I took Keenan Allen from you previously. You went ahead and nabbed Darren Waller, mm-hmm. son of a bitch. You absolute son of a bitch. You, you knew know that there I, was a teardrop for me. Yeah, well, and I knew he wasn't going to make it back around to the end of the fifth. I, I, someone would have taken him, probably you in the fifth round. Um, yeah. And I and I didn't want to lose out on a guy I really think is going to be a, a baller this year. Waller the baller. Oh, oh, my God. I'm, oh. I'm going to use that all season long. Um, but, yeah, I didn't want to miss out on that. Aaron Jones for you. Yeah, Aaron Jones. I I was so used to in best ball getting Aaron Jones closer to the fifth round that I was a little bit almost disheartened to see what his ADP looks like right now. I, With that said, I still think he's a, he's a very valuable and fair pick there. Mm-hmm. Um, after Waller went Joe Mixon, uh, I would personally rather have Aaron Jones above Joe Mixon. I just think that Same. he's going to be relied on so heavily this year in this new offense. Uh, with the young quarterback taking over, with Jordan Love, all the young weapons. He's the old standby. Justin Fields went after Joe Mixon, so now we have four quarterbacks off the board. Five now 
with Justin Herbert going mm-hmm. right after myself. And three of those are by non-auto-drafted teams. So again, this is legitimate. This is what your draft board is probably going to look like in most leagues. Uh, I think it makes a ton of sense if you want to set it and forget it at a onesie position like yep. a quarterback. I got zero issues with it. Mm-hmm. Um, with you already drafting a onesie position, Dustin, you don't have to give too much away, but does that play into your decision-making? Like, I got my tight end. Do I want to take another onesie position soon? Do you think about that? It, it really depends on how the board plays out here. Like, I definitely have, um, you know, with the other onesie position of quarterback, I, I definitely have a couple guys I'm I'm shooting for here. And it, it's really going to depend on on how the draft board plays out on when I end up taking them here. Um, do I end up taking one here at that kind of five, six turn? Possibly. Like I said, it just depends on who's all going here between now and then. Um, I do want to shout out um, Hollywood Titan in the chat. Uh, he says, hello, you beautiful ladies. Oh, Back at you, Hollywood. Thanks for joining you're, us. You're beautiful. No, you. You stop. Um, I did want to get your your thoughts here. So a bunch of running backs have obviously gone at this point. We've got, uh, boy, 15 or so have gone in the first four rounds. I don't know if that's shocking to people because wide receivers typically have been drafted really, really Mm -hmm. early based on ADP because I think there is a perceived cliff drop with them. Not everybody's into my mode of waiting on the running backs. Um, I didn't even wait on running backs as long as I typically do here, so I'm breaking the mold as well. Do you get fearful with how many running backs have gone now? Or do you share my view that there's still plenty of uh, of depth here? Uh, there's definitely um, some guys that, had I not drafted two running backs uh, out of the gate, that I'd be looking at and definitely interested in. Uh, there's definitely some good value. Uh, that, you know, Outside of a handful of running backs, there's not really bell cows anymore anyway. So once you get outside those those handful of guys, ah, you're not really uh, missing out on a ton. It's you're playing more for the um, pass catcher plus upside of running backs. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna hate whatever ends up in, in the sixth, seventh, and eighth rounds by default. I just know it. Even though I say that I won't, I know that I ultimately will. Um. I said early on, by the way, I'll go back with the Darren Waller thing. I said after Darren Waller's drafted, like, I'm going to wait forever. I said I would mm-hmm. draft a kicker before a, a tight end, potentially, uh, if Waller was off the board. With you doing that, and now two other tight ends going in T.J. Hawkinson and Kyle Pitts, it's made me feel even better about the decision to just wait an eternity on tight ends. We're not drafting kickers here, so I won't get to put that part into practice, but in my head, I'm going to be playing around with what round would I hypothetically do that? Well, while you're contemplating that, um, give us your next pick. I'm trying, man. I'm at a spot right now. So I have two wide receivers. I have two running backs. Uh, Again, didn't plan to take two running backs. And I see a bunch of running backs at the moment here that I would feel so great at nabbing. And that's why I'm kind of kicking myself for not waiting a little bit, honestly. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and do this. I'll take Miles Sanders. I'll get a third running back lined up. Our lineups, by the way, for this are going to be two running backs, two wide receivers, and two flex spots. So um, it's not something where you have to balance out the positions that way. Mm-hmm. But I just looked at the wide receivers, and I already feel kind of grossed out about who I'm seeing. So I there's a chance that I come back and hammer a running back even on, on the tailspin here and lock up a fourth before I do anything. Uh, who knows? But you are two picks away. Do you feel any sense of urgency about a position at this point, or are you just rolling the waves? No, I'm just rolling with it. I, am, I, I like there's a lot of options, a lot of guys out there that I am definitely um, would still like on my team. Uh, I'm feeling good about where I'm at so far. Uh, typically, I don't draft tight end quite so early, so it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. But so far, I'm loving it. Uh, yeah, so I'll recap here um, this fifth round. So we started with Javante Williams, Kenneth Walker, then Hawkinson and Pitts went off the board, then Drake London, teammate of Kyle Pitts, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin, Miles Sanders, Christian Watson, 
uh, J.K. Dobbins, and now I am on the clock. And the guy I still want is there. So I'm going to take him. You do it. Oh, nice. Brandon Ayuk. I think a great steal there at the back of the fifth, especially when you look at Debo Samuel going way mm -hmm. further up in the middle of the third round. I know we've, we've talked about this pairing quite a bit, but I just am going to wait and try to get Ayuk every single time if I can. So great, mm -hmm. great pick there. Yep. And then with my next pick, I'm, I am going wide receiver again, and I'm going to go down the list slightly here um, just because I don't think he's going to come back. He's one of my drinking buddies. I'm trying to get him at every draft I can. Oh, and after all that hype. Oh, somebody's, somebody's ringing you to tell you not to snipe them in this draft, by yeah. the way. It might be me. It, it it, well, be me. are you spam risk? Because then it was definitely you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How dare your phone recognize how spammy I've become in life. You went ahead, yeah, you doubled down on your mm -hmm. drinking buddy taking Deontay Johnson. He was the name that was ringing around in my head, hoping I would get him on the comeback. So yep. uh, you were wise to take him. There was no chance he was going to make it back no. all the way to you in the seventh. No, no, no. But, I mean, his ADP is low, but it's not that low. Yeah, and I was, I was honestly pretty surprised to see that George Pickens was a couple uh, spots above him in ADP. Uh, yeah. That that really surprised me. I didn't think that uh, Deontay had dropped quite that far. Yeah, it's it's at a spot. If you're looking at George Pickens versus Deontay Johnson and really like having to make that decision for yourself, I think that you're not recognizing probably your scoring format well enough personally. Like if mm -hmm. you're in a full PPR and making that decision, I don't think it is a decision. Um, and the fact that they're, like you said, like they're so close right now, it's kind of strange. Um, Trevor Lawrence went right after Deontay Johnson. Then my guy, James Conner. Look, I toyed with fate. I toyed with destiny, drafting too many running backs. I pushed, that was on me. I absorbed too much of the running back depth early, and it cost me my my other drinking buddy and James Conner. So... I followed it up. He's not a drinking buddy per se, but we've talked about him so much on our podcast. Mm -hmm. He should be by default. It's Tyler Lockett. Uh, we got some news that Jackson Smith and Jigba broke his wrist. It's going to be a slow start to the season for the rookie in Seattle then. Not saying it's going to hurt his long-term effects for the oh, season. Oh, absolutely not. Right, but there's a few more weeks where I feel even more confident in Tyler Lockett coming out and kind yep. of uh, being the man of destiny. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Ooh, then we got mini. Michael Pittman right after that. I thought about Michael Pittman, by the way. What's your thoughts on him with the rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson, there, with Jonathan Taylor potentially on the move? Is this somebody that everybody's looking over too much? I think a little bit. Um, you know, he has shown out. He's given us, you know, some solid seasons to start his career uh, with very poor quarterback play. I mean, he had the corpse of Philip Rivers and not Philip Rivers. I'm sorry. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan and um you know old old uh firehead um Carson Wentz as well, you know. So it's not all like the he's old had, heads. All the old heads. You know, he's not had good quarterbacks, and I know with Richardson, questionable about his accuracy and things like that, but uh he's definitely gonna be an upgrade for Pittman. So getting him in the middle of the sixth round, I think is great value. Yeah, I do like that a lot. Dallas Goddard went after him. Mike Williams, a guy who actually kind of fell further than I thought he would, making it into the six here. There's a big gap between him and Keenan Allen. I'd still rather mm -hmm. have Keenan Allen. 100%. Um, that's, a, that's a big dip. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm on the clock here, so I'll make my my pick here. But anybody else stand out in the picks in between here? Uh, we just had a little mini run of running backs there. Um, you know, we had Kamara. Um, End of the six, which I think is great value considering he's only missing three games. Uh, so Joey, well done on that pick. Um, then Swift and Dalvin Cook went. Cam Akers, Rashad White, um, we just talked about in our drunk trade. Um, so yeah, a little, little bit of mini run here of, of running backs, but that's okay. I'm okay with it. Are you okay with it, Jake? I'm okay with it. 
uh, I wouldn't normally be okay with it if I was adhering to my previous draft strategy. But this has actually let me draft some guys that I typically do not, Tyler Lockett being one of them, and then Christian Kirk being another. The gap, so you took Calvin Ridley at the end of the third round. Mm -hmm. I I thought about it even for a split second with Keenan Allen. Once I realized Keenan wasn't going to make it back, it was easy. I didn't think about it. And then Christian Kirk falling this far, it just seems too much of a gulf. Like the gulf between Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel is smaller. uh, And I think that this should be smaller. I think Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley should be closer together in ADP. Um, Calvin Ridley, he he could be amazing, obviously. He was a top five guy the last that we actually saw him play. Christian Kirk looked like a dominant force in this Jaguars offense just last season. And I think we're writing him off too soon. So I do like the discount there with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, saw Antonio Gibson go right before me. I love that pick. I do think that he should be finally maybe utilized the way we've all been dreaming he would be since coming out of college. Uh, we've been fooled before, though. But then David Montgomery going right here. Another great value pick for running back. James Cook. And then you. You did it. You beautiful son of a bitch. Yeah, you sure did, did it. You took A.J. Dillon. How are you feeling about that? I feel great getting him in the seventh round where I think last year he was, what, going in the fifth? Um, so he's dropped off a bit. He is going to get used in this offense. Uh, it is a contract year for both Jones and Dylan. So um, he sees that he's going to see the field. He's got softer hands than people recognize. Uh, so he does have that cast, pass catching ability, which I do like. Uh, and as my third running back, uh, I will take that all day long. Yeah, I don't blame you one bit for that, honestly. Um, and AJ, we just have to hope for goal line usage with mm-hmm. him. Like, we have to hope that they're in a position to score enough <laughs> that he can get utilized True. there. That's the only thing that I worry about, but it's a pretty small worry, relatively. I'm going to do it. I don't get to do this often enough these days. I'm taking Brandon Cooks. If nothing else, to raise the spirits of everybody else on my team, the attitude, the vibes. You know what, Jake? I thought about taking him there instead of Jordan Addison. Um, It really was a toss-up between those two because he is going to be involved in that offense. It should be a fairly high-powered offense. And, um, yeah, but I also like the offense of Minnesota. And you got Justin Jefferson going to be pulling the bulk of the coverage so and addison should get his filling of targets as well it's true um jordan addison i think he had like a little shoulder injury thing that they were kind of monitoring but i haven't heard it being anything substantial am i misremembering that felt like that was a thing maybe that's not a thing um it might it might not be maybe i'm making that up just to make you feel bad about your pick that's something i would do um, he had a concussion oh, or he's concussion. in the That's concussion protocol. Okay. Um, but yeah, Hopefully so nothing, nothing to be too concerned about. I don't think. Yeah. You don't like a rookie receiver to miss any sort of training camp, obviously, or practice time or preseason mm-hmm. action. You don't like that, but something like that, as long as he comes out of it and it's fine, it's not going to disrupt his flow too much for the season. Uh, between our picks though, Pat Fryermuth and Evan Ingram come off the board. More tight ends that I didn't want, so fine. Uh, and then Kadarius Tony coming right after me. I wouldn't draft Kadarius Tony if my house was on fire, because uh, I well, wouldn't be drafting anybody if my if, house was on fire. If my house is on fire and that would put it out, I would probably draft him. But yeah, otherwise I'm pretty hands off on Tony this year. Uh, maybe if he fell super late, you get him, you know, in like the thirteenth round or something. Uh, then I might consider it, but uh, there's no way he's going to fall that far. And yeah, I'm I'm out on him at his current ADP. That's for sure. Yeah, and it is just about. It's just we've talked about it before. Which wide receiver do you want in Kansas City? It's the same conundrum with the Giants. And my answer is whoever is going to fall later than that. That's that's mm-hmm. my preference. Um, but by the way, Double Badger in the chat saying needed some upside. I totally respect it. And at this point in the draft, yeah. by the way, as we are in round eight uh, or we're in round eight, that's the point where you basically I throw ADP out the window anyhow. And it's just like get the guys because at this point, it doesn't really matter. Do you still kind mm-hmm. of adhere to ADP in any way or do you get off? 
Um, a little bit. I mean, I don't follow it too closely at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm mainly going for guys that I think are going to produce, you know, my my drinking buddies or guys I think that I have uh, upside. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not wildly like, you know, scrolling all the way down being like, oh, I'm going to draft, you know. Fuck, I don't know. Throw it, throw a dumb name out there. Um. <laughs> I don't now I'm going to risk insulting any number of people who love this person, but let's say no offense. Let's throw no offense. There you go. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not going to go down that far, but uh, I'll I'll reach a little bit. Like I felt that I I reached, um, you know, a little bit with that Deontay Johnson, uh, but I also didn't think he would make it back. So that's why I did it. So um, yeah, reaching a little bit is fine. Going for guys you want. Great. Um, But I try not to get too far outside of ADP because at some point you're just losing great value. And, you know, probably a guy that you'd be able to get a couple rounds later. It's like, why draft him earlier than that? Absolutely agree. Yeah, don't you don't have to go dumpster diving at this moment, but the difference in like who is sitting at the top of your draft board mm-hmm. versus who is 10 to 12 picks later, that doesn't matter to me. I will jump over mm-hmm. 10 to 12 guys instantaneously if it means I'm securing the guy that I'm really interested in there. Uh, by the way, emo cowboy Tyler taking Jamal Williams, that bummed me out. That bummed me out hard. <laughs> I was really hoping that he would be sitting there ready for my pick here. He is not. I'm on the clock. I'm still not wanting, by the way, to draft a quarterback. This is still a spot where I am confident, holding strong. Uh, I still don't want a tight end. I'm going to live live up to that part as well. I'm starting to try to find a running back here. That makes me excited in any small way, and it's not—it's not happening. There's nobody here that I'm interested in. I'm going to take Cortland Sutton. I'll throw another wide receiver onto the fire here. Uh, I was not a Cortland Sutton believer early in the offseason. I'll tell you that. But injuries in Denver have almost kind of forced me to look at him as a potential value here. Mm-hmm. With not only Tim Patrick out for the season, but KJ Hamler, his prospects not looking good for this year either. I mean, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Do you just look at that guy who showed that he was capable of some solid fantasy production and just poo-poo him because of a bad year? I don't know. Can't well, he's had, he's had a rough couple years, but, I mean, the year before his ACL, I mean, he, you know, was a legit number one wide receiver. Uh, and he was very highly drafted coming out of the draft of his class. So, I mean, yeah, I, the, the talent's there just for whatever reason. He has not uh, been able to recapture that glory so hopefully this is the year for it uh with sean payton there and now i i'm fairly pleased jake with this next pick i'm gonna make uh the player i consider taking last round instead of jordan addison um, and aj Dillon. i'll be honest i thought about taking him and he and he fell to me i'm very happy and that is mr a chain coming home to me you got your guy you got your damn Drinking buddy, that is uh that's two the spar shooter that you yeah. have. So um I, do you do you worry about the potential of your two running back picks leeching each other if Jonathan Taylor were to go to Miami? There's been interest apparently from Miami and Jonathan Taylor. Well, so be it then. Um, you know, at this point it hasn't happened. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, he might not get traded till the trade deadline. You know, like you, we don't know what's gonna happen. Um, and I'm not going to play those games right now and worry about it. Um, as my four, what fifth running back, fourth running back, um, mm-hmm. I'm not too worried about it. That's fair. You have a very balanced team, and you son of a bitch. Yes. All right. Well, <laughs> that's on me. That's really on me. Romeo Dobbs coming off the board. I think that he's a tremendous value. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really do. I, I'm not saying that only as a Packers fan, only a tiny bit as a Packers fan. Is that leeching in there? So amazing pick there. By the way, some recent picks here that I think are all fantastic value. Uh, Zach Charbonnet going right after my Cortland Sutton, I think is great. Sky Moore going. This is more of the range that I'd want to take a Chiefs wide receiver in. So I like mm-hmm. the Sky Moore pick before your A-chain. Uh, and then Watson, Odell Beckham, your Dobbs, Rashad Bateman, I think is a great mm-hmm. pick. Elijah mm-hmm. Moore, I think is a great pick here. So a lot of uh, really studly wide receiver talent still left. Mm-hmm. Well, potentially studly 
I should say. Um, nothing certain here. I got the opportunity. I'm not going to mess around anymore. Uh, I ended up drafting my quarterback to pair with my first-round pick. I was going to say, you got the stack. That is really nice. That is solid. Yeah. I like that. Especially in the 10th round, getting Tua there, I think that is great value. So good job, Jake. Um, I also want to say getting, uh, going back to the ninth round there, Gabe Davis uh, falling yeah. to the ninth. Uh, he's finally getting drafted where I'd be comfortable taking him. Um, so in the ninth round, I think that's pretty good value and a guy that definitely has that upside. So that was good. good pick by the computer there. <laughs> Absolutely. One of the better computer picks we've seen thus far. It's getting better, that AI technology mm-hmm. learning. Um, for what it's worth, by the way, once we wrap this up, we'll have some some time to kind of go over the teams more in depth. Um, so stay tuned for that. But how do you feel right now about the structure of your team? You actually have a very balanced team compared to mine and compared to a couple of the others. I do. Uh, uh, I'm playing good? the waiting game with quarterback. Uh, you know, I've I, I've flirted with maybe taking a quarterback the last few rounds, and I'm like, oh, I can wait. I can wait. And now that three have gone off in the last round, it makes me a little nervous uh, for for the player I am eyeing up here. But uh, still, I think lots of good value at quarterback, um, especially taking that late round approach. Yeah, I'll be curious if your if your pick is my drinking buddy, which, by the way, is somebody I thought about waiting to draft a little bit later. Oh, no, he went off the board. Geno Smith is now gone, went right before me. Don't know if that's who you had your eyes on. If I hadn't taken two or he hadn't fallen, that's who I was going to try for. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't work. I think that the auto pick team's taking two quarterbacks at this point. Not out of the realm of, of reason again. That can very much happen in a one quarterback league. It happens league. in our home league all the yeah. time. Yeah. So that, that wouldn't be surprising. I mean, it seems a little slightly early for a second quarterback, but um sure. maybe that's just me as seen i don't even have one quarterback yet getting a second just seems like a luxury i was gonna say that's that seems extra uh insensitive to you i'm just mm-hmm. gonna say that seems downright diabolical what they're doing to you i'm at a position now i said i was gonna punt tight end and this is what i was hoping would happen it gives me the opportunity to draft chigo conquo not somebody that I was in love with after the DeAndre Hopkins signing, but mm-hmm. with the news of Traylon Burks and his sprained LCL, that's going to cause him to miss a few weeks. That's the opening that I'm okay with for a tight end now saying, all right, I draft him for the first few weeks while Burks misses. He can now be the number two target on the team for those weeks. When Burks comes back, if Chig gets shoved aside, I drop him and I stream the position. Mm-hmm. So I felt good about that. And then Tyler Higby went right after me. A great tight end uh, dart thrill, as there are, I think, a few still lingering. And then Kenny Gainwell, supposedly the number one running back. Yeah, oh, yeah. Philadelphia, by the way. (laughs) Uh, And you finally broke and took a a quarterback. I did. I I stacked Daniel Jones with not only my running back of Saquon, but with Darren Waller as well. Uh, So going Giants heavy. Uh, but yeah, I think that could really pay off. And Daniel Jones, what, QB9 last year? Yep. Um, and, and getting a target like Waller is only going to help that offense. And then I took, um, you know, had to get a piece of that Kansas City offense. So I took Justin Ross, uh, the preseason favorite. Um, I probably wouldn't have drafted him this early, but seeing as we're only going 12 rounds, mm-hmm. I wanted him on my team. It was a spirit pick more than anything, just to make sure that you felt whole after that. Yeah, I I completely get that. Uh, Rasheed Rice, another Chiefs wide receiver going Mm -hmm. right after that. So they're going to start going hot and heavy. Three Kansas City Chiefs actually back to back to back because Jarek McKinnon went right before that. So a lot Mm -hmm. of pass catchers on that offense. All great dart throws, as is Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver for the Giants. Again, any of those guys, if you like Hyatt, if you like Paris Campbell, if you like whoever... Roll your darts at this stage in the game. I'm I'm completely fine with it. Uh, for my last pick, I went similar as I I did with the thought process with Chico Conquo taking Kendra Miller here. We know that Alvin Kamara is going to be out for the first three games with his suspension. Mm-hmm. Maybe Miller gets hot in those three games, and I have a usable running back. Maybe he gets so hot that he even works his way onto the field when Kamara gets back. Mm-hmm. So went for it. Felt fine about it. Then we got Tank. 
somebody named Tank had to go in this draft, so I'm I'm happy about that. Damian Harris, Nico Collins, Jared Goff, Adam Thielen, Ezekiel Elliott with the second to last pick in the draft. We're waiting on mystery relevant. Uh, I can't see it. Uh, Luke Musgrave um, had to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the GB Homer, by the way, went to GB Homer. I love that. That is their name. They said in the in the group chat initially, somebody was taking Musgrave, and and I'm glad that they uh, ended up getting their man mm-hmm. there. So, Dustin, look at your own team first, and then we'll kind of branch out, talk about some of the other teams that we like, don't like. Um, how do you feel about how you wrap this thing up? Uh, I actually. Um really like this team um the only pick that I'm, I'm i'll say that that i wasn't too happy with um but i felt like i had to take them and that was calvin ridley in the the third um i don't know i i i guess i'm not a ridley truther uh i'm hoping he comes back to form and he is the wide receiver one on this team but i just don't know but i needed a wide receiver um and he was the best option on the board for the players that were left. Uh, maybe I was tilting slightly after you took Keenan Allen a couple picks before me, because that was definitely the guy <laughs> I was uh, eyeing up to take. So, uh, But otherwise, I really like how my draft went. I'm really happy with my team. Uh, like you, I was able to get the stack with my quarterback and, and tight end. Um, so I, I'm happy I got the, the QB stack there. Um, yeah, overall, I really like my team. How do you feel about your team, Jake? felt really weird. It was such a weird start in this draft. Again, I, I wasn't preparing to take Nick Chubb. I wasn't preparing to take Aaron Jones in the fourth. Uh, it kind of went against a little bit of what my philosophy was going to be. Uh, but in the the method of trying to stay, you know, wet. That's what they say, right? Stay wet. Stay water. Maybe <laughs> go with the flow is what I'm saying. Ride the wave. Whatever water analogy you want to use. It did throw me off a little bit, and it kind of made the middle rounds really interesting for me. So taking Lockett, Christian Kirk, Brandon Cooks, Cortland Sutton all in a row was a very strange feeling. I do feel like maybe I sacrificed a little bit of upside. I still love the Lockett pick, and I love the Kirk pick. Mm-hmm. I think Cooks and Sutton might have been a couple of steps too far. I know. I, of, I uh, like that Brandon safety. Cooks pick. Uh, yeah. I like Brandon Cooks. I think he's going to have a good season. Cortland Sutton remains to be seen, but yeah, I do like that Brandon Cooks uh, pick. And you know, as I said, when you took Tua, love that pick there in the tenth, pairing him up with Tyreek. I think that's great. Appreciate that, Joey. Uh, saying good draft. I think that applies to everybody mm-hmm. in this. By the way, even the auto drafters, I think, did a, a stand-up job in this one. So, looking outside of ourselves here, if we want to take a look at the draft board overall. Is there any really curious picks that we didn't call out earlier on as we were going through this now that we kind of have a chance to see the whole board? Any oddities stand out to you? I can see a couple right away um, that I I wouldn't be interested in doing <laughs> if it was my draft. Um, but Do tell. Do tell. I think taking DeAndre Swift as early, but this was an auto-drafted team, so this actually makes me feel a little bit better about it. Um, I'm just so out on the Philadelphia backfield this year. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to get a clean Miles Sanders like representation like we did last year where there's one guy you know, making it work based on just rushing ability alone because he wasn't getting a lot of targets. And now we've got DeAndre Swift, whose primary like objective has been for the last few years, catch the ball, catch the ball, catch the ball. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to get that many targets. And we've got Rashad Penny. Who knows if he stays healthy, obviously. (laughs) And then the coaching staff hyping up Kenny Gainwell, though. It just seems like a mess. Um, That's a backfield I'm just staying away from entirely. It does. But when you look at the guys that were drafted around him, you know, Kamara going right before him, Delvin Cook um, right after him, you know, Cam Akers, uh, Rashad White, Antonio Gibson. Montgomery, James Cook, you know, AJ Dillon. Like, I would take Swift over all of those guys. Like, I think he was drafted appropriately. Okay. Um, I just, I just don't have faith in the upside of those other players. Uh, to get a guy that, yeah, we, we figure it's probably going to be a shared backfield, but 
uh, I think the upside is there. Cause like you said, Penny, we don't know what's going to happen. Gainwell. Sure. Yeah. He's flashed in the preseason. The coaches are saying all this stuff, but that could just be coach speak for the preseason, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think he, out of all those running backs, he has probably the, some of the best opportunity uh, on a high powered offense. Maybe. I think that Antonio Gibson and Cam Akers have more upside than he does, actually. Yeah. And I would yeah. personally take every no. one of those running backs. <laughs> I would take every one of those running backs uh, above him. I would put Dalvin, or excuse me, I would put DeAndre Swift after AJ Dillon. Uh, honestly, though, Dalvin Cook was actually higher too. I, I would put Dalvin Cook much further down that list of running backs that were taken in that range. But again, that was an auto drafted team. That's what right. the ADP dictates. So, Jake, how strongly do you feel about this? Strong enough you want to put a beer bet on it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, why don't we do it this way? Um, so that's fair to both of us. So you would take him above everybody. I would put him behind all of them. Why don't we do something in the middle? How many running backs is that? That's. Do we want to include Kamara in this? No, no, grouping? no. no. We'll, so we'll start Swift with Swift later. Yeah. So Swift, Cook, Akers, White, Gibson, Montgomery, other Cook and AJ Dillon. So that's eight running backs. Mm-hmm. What if we say, if I say four of those running backs will outperform DeAndre Swift? Yeah, I'll take it all day long. Does that work? Okay. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'll right. smash that. All right, beautiful. That that's a good split, I think, for us. That's an appropriate over under. Uh, minimum games, I think, are normal normal bets like 10, mm-hmm. 10 minimum games or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, done. I feel great about this. And thank you for calling out beer bets, by the way. We we probably need to make some more before the season kicks off. Um, but any other picks that stand out as objectively odd to you in this board? Um, or interesting, even? Just something that kind of jumps off the page to you. Yeah, I mean, as I was saying, kind of with my Ridley pick, um, some of those wide receivers going right after him in ADP, I wasn't... It was kind of just a weird area for me uh, yeah. personally with like Amari Cooper, Jerry Judy, got Drake London, McLaurin, Hopkins, Watson. You know, it's just that's kind of a weird area of wide receivers after, you know, you pardon me, have those studs in the first few rounds, yeah. uh, which yeah. is part of the reason why I took Ridley there. But that that kind of couple rounds there is is kind of a little bit of a dead zone for me as far as wide receivers go. Um, so it's just some of those picks. It's like, I, I understand why you take them there. Cause you kind of have to, cause it does get gross real fast, but I don't like it. <laughs> I fully agree. I felt again, if I hadn't been able to nab Keenan Allen, I was just, I was like dreading it. And it's why I felt forced into taking a running back with the next pick there. Cause I just didn't want to, and you had already taken Darren Waller. Uh, so I didn't want to get trapped up in that kind of middling wide receiver game to me for that tier. With that said, I do think that drafting out of the one spot has a lot of advantage for that. So we talked mm-hmm. about it early on, but taking Bijan or whichever your preferred running back is, and then double tapping wide receiver there with Chris Olave and DK Metcalf, I think that that's a fantastic strategy. And it almost makes me want to have the number one through, mm-hmm. let's say, three spot. Because any one of those picks, you know, a lot of people might take Justin Jefferson 101, uh, Jamar Chase 102, and you could have CMC at the three and do the exact same thing there. And in mm-hmm. fact, the the third spot or third team did just that, taking CMC, Jalen Waddle, and T. Higgins. Um, that cluster, by the way, Waddle, Olave, Metcalf, Higgins, and let's throw Devontae Smith into mm-hmm. things. That's a jumble, and I'm comfortable getting any two out of that group. Do you have oh, a preference? 100%. No. Uh, maybe the lowest one I'd be on is DK out of out of them. But, I mean, I'd be happy with any of those five uh, falling to me. And to get two of them on my team, I'd be ecstatic for. I think that's yeah. fucking great. Yeah, And then I, I, do like, I do like uh, uh, Auto Draft Team 3 there, getting the Higgins uh, Burrow stack. That is nice. Right. Well done, computer. Well done. This is the year. Like more wide receiver twos on their own teams are going higher in drafts mm-hmm. than ever before. It seems like because it's just people are ice offenses that they want to have in their fantasy drafts. It makes a ton of sense 
Uh, obviously, you want to chase good offenses who are going to score a lot of points. So why the hell not? Um, I will say with the other end of the spectrum, so right after you, the auto team 12, I think is uh, is not a spot that I want to be. Based off of what happened here, at least, it's not a spot that I would be comfortable with. I do love Devontae Adams at the turn. He's still mm-hmm. just going to smash. He has a good enough quarterback. That's all he needs is a good enough quarterback. Yep. But then with the, you know, I like ETN for long-term, for Dynasty especially. I'm a little lower on him, I think, than consensus this year uh, for redraft. So I don't know, man. That's that's an interesting one. Who's your favorite team that's not your own out of this? Oh, that's not fair. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Come on. We both got to... We gotta incite some some rage against us from whoever we don't name here. <laughs> um, I will probably have to go with um, just kind of quickly glancing over the teams here. Uh, I'd pro- I hate to say it, but yeah. I'd probably go with Team Three. I, I really like that computer uh, drafted team. Uh, with McCaffrey, stud running back. You got Waddle Higgins, the stack with Burrow. Hawkinson should have good production. Um, Swift, I know you're not high on him, but I like that pick. Uh, Brown, I mean, I do. I like Brown, Quinton Johnson, uh, Gabe Davis. You know, we had talked about. Um, yeah, I like that overall. Obviously, I wouldn't necessarily draft the second tight end and a second quarterback so early. Um but I, I think I do like that team. I, at, least, at least the starting lineup for that is is real, real solid. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like that a, a fair amount. I'm kind of torn between two teams here. Uh, Emo Cowboy and Joey Wright, I think both had my preferred types of builds for the most part. Like even with, uh, with Tyler, Emo Cowboy taking Jalen Hurts in the third round. I'm still mm-hmm. very fine with that because... If you're going to, and you just want to do the set it and forget it thing, Jalen Hurts has as much of a chance as anybody else is finishing as the number one overall yep. guy. You got mm-hmm. him as the third quarterback in the draft, so I don't hate that. I love the wide receivers there. Love it's Cooper Cup, Garrett Wilson, DeAndre Hopkins, and I know Jackson Smith and Jigba. We talked about maybe having a slow start because of the wrist thing, but when he comes back, I think all three of those wide receivers are going to be are going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I like the the later round running backs there with Brian Robinson, Jamal Williams, who I was bummed I got sniped on, even Jalen Warren. I don't want people overhyping Jalen Warren, but I do think he's going to be pretty good this year. Mm-hmm. And then Joey, uh, Jamar Chase, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Smith. When you start off your draft that strong, it's going to be hard for me to not love the rest of it. Uh, even though Amari Cooper, it's not my flavor. And Kyle Pitts, we just got a freaking hope that Arthur Smith finally gets his head out of his ass here. Um, but then I like Kamara too, because when he does come back, you know, he's going to be firing off strong. Mm-hmm. Don't love the Michael Thomas pick. I'll be honest. When the their own team says like, we hope he's the third or fourth passing option on this team. That that doesn't bode well for you. But mm-hmm. otherwise, I, I absolutely loved it. So great draft overall. I feel better. I feel more confident for our home league draft. Do you feel better or do you feel worse? I feel fine. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm just reading the comments in, in the chat here from Joey. Uh, first, he says, how'd the draft go, honey, from his wife? And he says, well, Dustin picked an auto draft team over me. I'm just going to go to bed. I'm sorry, Joey. I just, the heart wants what the heart wants. You know, uh, I'll make it up to the you. Heart next wants year. computers. Yeah. Uh, I'll make it up to you next year at the Expo, Joey. Okay, we'll figure out something between now and then how I can make that up to you. Um, It's a long way to wait. But please, please don't cry yourself to sleep tonight, please, because then I won't be able to go to sleep, and it's going to be a whole thing. Do it. Do it, Joey. Send him photos (laughs) of you not being able to sleep tonight. I think that that would... uh... Be great. And then maybe we can make a whole running series out of that on the podcast. But <laughs> in any case, uh, I think a very successful mock draft here this time around. Uh, if you will mm-hmm. post this, as we always do on Twitter after the fact, and uh, feel free to rip us to shreds. Tell us how garbage our teams are. But be nice to everybody else. They deserve yes, it. Yes, that's right. 
um, be especially nice to the auto-drafted teams because, you know, computers have feelings too. <laughs> and we don't want Skynet. Nobody That's wants right. Skynet. We don't want an uprising. That's right. Uh, but yeah, that was fun. Uh, thank you to everybody that joined us um, in the draft. Uh, participation is uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, having the live people in there, the kind of un- unpredictability of, of a live draft, uh, you know, is always way more preferable than having just the auto-drafted teams. Uh, so yeah, thank you to everybody that joined us. Uh, it was a lot of fun. As I said at the top, our last one uh, for this uh, non-point scoring season. Uh, we'll be back to doing them, though, um, once this fantasy season concludes. Uh, but we're not going to look that far ahead because there's going to be a lot of fun between now and then. Too much, arguably. Too much fun. But uh, yeah. we'll try to pace ourselves. That's right. As always, folks, uh, any sort of fantasy-related questions or not, uh, check out my co-host at Jake Trowbridge on X slash Twitter slash whatever you want to call it. Uh, you can find the podcast at Drinking Fantasy, or if you so choose, you can find me at FF Dusty Dog. Um, subscribe to the podcast, give us five stars, rate review, all that good stuff. Find us on YouTube uh, for our audio listeners. If you want to see what we see, uh, jump into the chat. Um, It's always a lot of fun. We try to answer questions there when they come up. Um, You'll be able to see the beautiful draft board that we just uh, had here on Sleeper. Um, So, yeah, follow us on YouTube. Uh, All that good stuff. Any other parting words here, Jake, before we sign off for the evening? Gird your loins, hold on to your butts for this last week of preseason action because the real deal is going to be right around the corner and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun watching, Mm -hmm. but I don't want anybody to sprain anything ahead of time. So uh, let's all get excited for it. Let's all, by the way, enjoy preseason. Don't let anybody tell you not to enjoy the rest of preseason. I don't care that it's fake. This whole thing's kind of fake. So let's just go ahead and have a great time. Yep, absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. So on that note, we'll see you next week, folks. Keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, FFers.